You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Family, friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what we got to do. Hit us up on all those social media outlets uh, on Talking Wrestling on Instagram. We are Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Go check us out there. Uh, we are Talking Wrestling on Facebook, Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling. On the Twitter, we are at TNWPod. Uh, we are also, uh, on Spotify. Check us out on Spotify. Give us a five-star rating and we would appreciate it. If you're on iTunes, uh, or Apple music, uh, rate, review, subscribe, all of that helps grow the show and we appreciate that very much. Um, oh, and you're on Spotify. Also go to my page, Casey Corbin, and, uh, check out, uh, one of my four albums or all four of my albums that are there for your comedy needs. Um, folks, uh, what else can I tell you, uh, with that said, uh, it's time, it's time to get the show going, so please, ladies and gentlemen, from over six feet away, it's my good buddy, uh, Reese Turner! Hey, yo! What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, I'm all right. It's just such sad news, right? Right? Oh, Oh. it's just, uh, it's crappy, you know? Like, it's just too bad. Like, he's, uh, like, what what was I saying last week? I was, he was, like, near the top of the list of people I was excited to meet. And now, you know, I can't, I'm not going to meet Scott Hall, obviously. But do you really... Do you really want to meet Kevin Nash now? You know? <laughs> like, he's f- very depressed, it seems. And uh, X-Pac the same. And I just, I think him and X-Pac should pull out of WrestleCon. I don't think they should do it this year. You know? Yeah. So, It'll be a hard one. It'll be a hard one, that's for sure. It's uh, it, It sucks. And uh, so today on the show, folks... Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, mostly about Scott Hall. Of course, we'll talk yeah. about last night's Dynamite and a little bit of uh, Raw and such. But um, but mostly we're going to talk, well, for right now, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about Scott Hall uh, and, uh, and, and how great his career was and how important his career was. Um, you know, he... Uh, and I'm just going to talk about his wrestling career. Like I know, we all know he he was in a in a a tussle in a nudie bar parking lot in Florida, and he in self defense he ended up killing a man. Um, that's something that he ha- he's had to live with his entire life, uh, yeah. which is terrible because it wasn't an a- it was an accident, but it wasn't an accident that he was sleeping with the man's girlfriend, you know, and that's what brought on the attack. And so, had he not been sleeping with this girl, there would be no murder. But, you know, strippers are strippers. No, I shouldn't say that. Uh, But, you know, the situations are situations. How about that? Is that something? I don't know if it is. But um, he got into wrestling. AWA was where I first saw him as he was Magnum Scott Hall at first. And then he was Big Scott Hall, probably because there was a Magnum TA already. Big Scott Hall. Big Scott Hall, and uh, he was a tag partner with Kurt Henning, and uh, they were good. They would wrestle the the Long Riders, or uh, they would wrestle um, uh, Summers and Rose, or they would wrestle uh, Paul Timon and Pat Tanaka. Uh, you know who all these tag teams would end up eventually in the WWE, pretty much. Uh, Destruction Company, which were the Beverly Brothers, um, you know, and they were great. And then he sort of, he ended up in uh, 
in WCW uh, as the Diamond Stud. The Diamond Stud. And that's that's where I was introduced to him. Yeah, and basically the Diamond Stud was the prelude to Razor. He had his black hair at that point. Yeah. It was greasy. He had the stubble. He didn't have the toothpick, but, the, you know. Jewels. Or the jewels. Hey, you see this gold? Anything <laughs> happens to this gold? Something happens to you, you know. Yeah. Um, good. And then he went to the WWE, and I remember on a house show, he wrestled uh, on a house show I was at, and um, I've tried to find the card that uh, of this house show, and I can't find it anywhere. And maybe it's because I keep looking for Ottawa Civic Center. It might have been in the Robert Gertan Arena. I have to double-check on that So in Hull. So, because like the Ultimate Warrior was on it as a very early, and I knew he was the Dingo Warrior at that point, and he came into the song uh, "The Warrior" by Scandal, and he didn't have his music yet. He was still in green because he was up from World Class, yeah. And uh, and Diamond Stud was also on that show, and um, so that had to be before '86. But the timeline just doesn't seem right for some reason. I don't no, know. Diamond Study was doing in the like 80, yeah. 89, 90, 91. Maybe 91 even yeah. starting. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wouldn't have. I, I, I don't think it was on the same show. I don't think it was on the uh-huh. same show. But um, but I will say I had seen Scott Hall wrestle uh, many times. Or at least four or five times. Uh, four or five times. Um, the last one being Booker T. Uh, Ooh, nice. in, at WCW Mayhem, and in, uh, in uh, Toronto, in Toronto, I was also at that show. Yeah, he had the uh, the TV title and the um, the uh, US title, and it was funny because he was he came out with both belts, wearing both belts, and it was very very reminiscent of Sammy Guerrero. And it's just like you can see the influence that he had on a guy oh, like yeah. Sammy Guevara. You oh, know? yeah. He, he's had such a huge influence on so many people. Man. Well, not only that, like his finishing maneuver, um, uh-huh. the, the Razor's, like, Razor's edge. edge, that was an original maneuver. Like, it, you know, when wrestling moves happen, we always don't know who was the first to do the move. Like, who was the first one to do the Tombstone Pile Driver? It wasn't The Undertaker. No, I would imagine it was some courageous Japanese fella. No. Uh, They love strong style. They they love the strong style. That's why I say that. They'll drop somebody straight on their head. They don't (laughs) give a fuck. No, it was uh, The Rock, Don Morocco, was the first guy to use the front. Noted? Yes. Noted Japanese person, Don Morocco. Well, Fuji did manage him. So a little just bit saying, Japanese. He was from Don, Hawaii. He was halfway to Japan. I'm saying Don Morocco, full blooded Japanese person. Perhaps. Perhaps. I'm just saying. So so <laughs> but but Scott Hall's Razor's Edge was invented by Scott Hall. And the way yeah, it's such a great move, man. It was so great. And it's the amount of strength that it takes to kind of execute that maneuver is amazing. Yeah. And I just love the attitude that Razor Ramon brought to the WWE. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny that Vince McMahon did not know what Scarface was. So he just loved the character. But he yeah. never, McMahon has never seen Scarface. To be fair, though, he's not even like Scarface. Like, he's just like a, a gang, like, he was a gangster. Like, Scarface was way more tuned up. He was always way more aggressive mm-hmm. and more higher, like, always, ah, ah, but, like, yeah. fucking... He, this is a laid-back version of it. Yeah, exactly. He was like Scarface if Scarface got into the Quaaludes. Yeah. Something happened to my sister, something gonna happen to you, Chico. Huh? Chico. Like, that's that's him talking to his best friend in the movie. Yeah. Something he's so good. You know, um... It's just the Chico, hey, yo. And yeah. then it's like, like remember when you play video games and yes. you have to power up so you do a taunt? Yes. Scott Hall probably had more taunts 
than any other wrestler alive. He had a lot of thoughts. And he, they were all pretty good. They're all I don't even know which one's my famous. My favorite. Yeah. Like so the first one I can think of is the uh arms out wide. Like yeah. you know, do that yeah. and the and the and the sort of the the saunter that he does with his arms out wide. Yeah. And then you have the pointing to himself while he's jumping in the middle of the ring, you know, yeah. that yeah, 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 yeah. That usually comes before the arms out wide. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Then we have the toothpick flip. Yeah. You know, from Classic the hair stuff. into the mouth and out of the mouth to the camera. We Classic have stuff. we have uh walking down the entrance ramp sideways, creeping out with yeah, the arms with the out. arms out. Exactly. That's another one. We yeah, also double finger point to the partner. Double <laughs> finger point to the partner. Or how about oh I'm so afraid. The double fingers. Oh, yeah. so good. You know, of course, I'm getting chills thinking about all these. And then, of course, there was also uh, his imitation of uh, of the giant, where he would do the Frankenstein walk and then the choke slam, <laughs> which yeah. I I always love that. And I love the That's story about the first time he went to WCW and he saw the giant, and he's like, "Hey, kid, remember when you take my finisher, tuck your chin." You know, like, imagine fucking being the giant and being like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Like, tuck, you know. Tuck your chin. Yeah, so tuck your chin when you take the finisher. Like, good luck getting the giant, which he did. He did do it to him. Um, you know, so he, all the taunts. Yeah, Scott Hall the, was 6'7". He was a big boy. We forget how big he was. He was like six foot seven. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, 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 and the whole, like, Hogan is the short one. Of the three of them, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's six, a short one. yeah, he is the tiny baby boy, and uh, the the creation of the NWO, oh and then God. Wolfpack and all the yeah. factions, you and know. it's like I stay, like I almost like whatever Scott Hall did, that's who I followed. You know what I mean? It's like oh wait, he's black and white. Oh wait, he's Wolfpack. Oh wait, like I my allegiance. If it was like if you had to pick between Hall and Nash, I'm picking Hall 100 percent of the time. Well, Hall was the better wrestler, way better. He was the wrestler. Better wrestler. I thought he was better on the mic. Better on the mic. You know, he's better character. Like I honestly, I just preferred him as a performer. Better character. You know I mean? His move set thing- was way better. The followaway slam. He kind of popular uh, popularized the followaway slam again. Yeah. Um, Way better than Nash. Way better than Nash. Yeah, and, I loved his punch too. That was always I love a a good punch in wrestling. And he had like he'd throw his whole body forward. It's like it was almost like a punch that shouldn't work. Yeah, but it was. It was a good one. I liked him. And I always find it funny where it's like they always say, um, which is a bit of an insult to Scott, where they're like, oh, yeah, WrestleMania 10, Sean went in and had a match against a ladder and uh, and, and showed the world how great he is. I was like, no, Scott Hall had a yeah, big Scott part. Scott Hall put in some work there. Put in both some work of those there. matches. Yeah, you know, both put... of those matches where, where they redefined the ladder match, you know, before it was redefined again by table, ladder, and chair matches. But, uh, but they redefined the ladder match. Yes, you know, did. and they on the uh, and it takes also, both of them too. And well, yeah, it took two of them. It only took one to steal the idea from Brett, but it took two of them to perfect it at WrestleMania ten, yeah. um, because Brett and Sean had previously done a ladder match. Uh, it's on, uh, I think it's on the Shawn Michaels DVD, uh, one of them, or maybe it's on one of the Bret Hart DVDs. But Brett brought the ladder match from Stampede, Stampede to WWE. Yeah pitched it and Vince said go out and show me how it's done we had him and Sean so they went out and did it and then Sean took the idea and did it at WrestleMania 10 with uh with 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 Scott Hall Scott Hall and uh, or with Razor um the Razor Ramon character undoubtedly you know one of the best characters ever so entertaining WWE for sure uh and and he was not only that, he was such a good guy. Like, look at like when one, two, three kid first came in. Before yeah. they would be, these guys were tight buddies. You know, on uh, on Monday Night Raw, one, two, three kid beat Razor Ramon 
which yeah. is just what, what? <laughs> but yeah, at the same that's... time, he, he he put he put Sean Waltman on the map, hundred percent. Without Razor Ramon putting him over in that match, the baby match and all that shit. Yeah. Like without yeah, without him putting him over in those, there is no one, two, three kid, there is no six, there is no X Pac, there is no Sean Hall. No, exactly. Because and if Sean Hall, I mean if Scott Hall doesn't put him over first, Bret Hart doesn't go and have that great match with uh with, with one two three kid on Monday Night Raw as well. Yeah. So, you know, and uh and then there's the the friendship and the click and uh you know, it's just uh, wow, it's just crazy. And Kevin Nash has been, yeah, really emotional over this and everything. Yeah, like that. Well, um, losing a friend sucks. We all know what that's like. You know, oh. Losing a friend is not a good time. No, no, it isn't. And uh, you know, my mom used to love. Well, she loved Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. My mom would <laughs> use, would always used to throw out the old, "Hey yo," and yeah. it would make hey me laugh. Yo. And she also would be like, oh, she's like, oh, I love Big Sexy. You know, so, <laughs> so my mom loved Big Sexy. She thought Scott Hall was a hunk. You know, like she loved Sorry. these guys. And uh, I'm always fond of wrestlers that my mom likes or that my mom did like uh, because yeah. I like them even more. Um, but, yeah, Definitely. so – uh, so many great matches. Um, yeah, there's some good ones, man. Like I, uh, I liked him uh, when he uh, <laughs> he didn't win the match, but it was a championship match between him and Bret Hart. Uh, it was uh, at the '93 Rumble, I think, mm-hmm. and it was just a really, really, really good match. Like I think it was like 15 minutes, uh, 15 minutes or so, and they went out there and they had just a really solid match, man. Uh, Bret Hart. But he was he was defending his belt. And this was, I think, the at the time this was the only yeah like he'd been on TV for like a year. Razor uh, as Razor Ramon. Yeah. So he was like at like coming up into his like okay this is his big push, mm-hmm. and it was great. Honestly, it was just a, a a really entertaining match. And I was a huge fan of Royal Rumble shows. Uh, so it was like it was nice to have a killer match on a rumble that wasn't the rumble. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I really liked that one. That was one of the ones I really liked. And I like that uh, that same year. Sorry, <laughs> uh, that same year when he won the IC belt from Rick Martel. Well, it was it was a vacant belt, but they they, they were fighting each other for it mm. in the finals of that. I think it was like a tournament style, but it was uh, Razor Ramon versus Rick Martel. And boy, was that a good match! Yeah. I, I, I loved Rick Martel. Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah, he's a stud. on Rick Martel Appreciation he's a, Society. He's a stud. Our mass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our mass. Yeah, yeah uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. So yeah, that was a really good match, man. A really good match. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was great. Like I wish. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I didn't see it. But you know, here's a couple good old AWA guys, you know, going at it, and uh, I have okay. always been a Rick Martel fan. So. Yeah, so I'll give you some context. Like, uh, it, Mart- uh, Martel was obviously working the model gimmick, so he was in the the heel mode, and uh, Razor Ramon just turned face like two or three months before this. Nice. So he was riding that hot wave, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then this was his first Intercontinental Belt one uh, win. It was a good one. That's great. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and not only that, like, you look at uh, the tag teams that he was a part of, especially the Outsiders. Yeah. And, uh, you know, or even, like, you know, part of the legendary clique, obviously, and part of the curtain call, and then, you know, showing up on Nitro, you know, with the, you may know who I am. But you don't know why I'm here, you know. Yeah. And then uh, well, he's just sitting in the audience in jeans, and you know the toothpick. jeans. No, it was like yeah, it was like a, a Canadian tuxedo almost. You know, it was a full denim, but it wasn't like a long sleeve. He'd cut off the cut sleeves. Off sleeves like yeah, a, yeah, sleeveless, no shirt, and but just a denim vest and denim jeans. He was a pimp. Yeah, he's a pimp. Fucking and. Uh, this is where the big boys play? Okay. Okay. And then Kevin Nash comes in. Look at the uh, adverb. Play. 
we ain't playing around, you know. The 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 outsiders coming in at first and then, you know, you talk about his greatest matches, but one of the most famous matches in history is uh, Bash at the Beach, the Outsiders, and uh, and 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 uh, the Outsiders and and and, and, and a mystery and, third and man. a mystery third guest yeah. against uh, Sting Luger and Macho Man's Randy Savage, yeah. you know, and we, yeah. uh, we so you're talking about a guy that carries a match. Scott Hall does all the work in that match. On the one side, definitely. On the one side. Yeah, Yeah. he puts a lot of work in there. You know, and then, uh, you know, and then Hogan comes out at the end, and the New World Organization is, uh, is, I don't know why people get so upset about that. I'm like, what's the difference? An order, an organization, it's a faction. Get over it, you know? Yeah, fucking relax, everybody. Yeah. You know, so so they're you know so then they become the power trio, and yeah. uh, NWO is off to the races, yeah, and uh, they're beating up everybody backstage. They're causing chaos, and then uh, you know there's something about that just the original three that make it special, like yeah. like when they came back to WWE, and uh, at that WrestleMania. Where, um, well, Scott Hall had to wrestle Stone Cold, and uh, it was is the you know Scott was not in the best of uh, shape, shape. Uh, but Stone Cold had a great match with him still, yeah. and then you had, you know, um, then there was later on where they did the Hunter versus Sting, and they ended up the NWO against the DX, and so. You know, yeah. Shawn Michaels is on one side, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are on the other side. That you know, thing. it was, it was, you know, it wasn't the match that Sting deserved, but um, he deserved the Undertaker. But it's the yeah. match that Sting got, and Hunter had to win, of course. Of um, course. You know, do you have any? Uh, what are your? What are the moments of of Scott Hall or Razor that stick out in your head? And uh, and do you have any matches that you just fucking or spots that uh, they really that you really really uh, remember fondly? Oh man, uh, I think for me, uh, I loved any time like any time he spoke. I kind of hung on to what he was saying because of the way he spoke. Uh, he he had a great timber in his voice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's it just sounded great. But the best for me. I remember his old promos as Razor Ramon. Uh, and one of them, he's walking by like a wishing well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, there's this guy there. And he's like, hey, and he's just like, hey, watch out, monkey. And then he pushes him straight into the fountain. And is like, I guess his dream came through, man. Here I am, the champion or something. Like, it was just like such a great promo. And yeah. I was just like, fucking fantastic. It's so good. That one uh, is. <laughs> The mat, his little feud with the one, two, three kid really sticks out in my mind because I was a kid watching that stuff. And I was like, I was cheering for the one, two, three kid at the time because Ramon was the heel. Uh-huh. One, two, three kid was an undersized competitor. And I'm like, what is this kid, 16? Yeah. You know, like I was, I was all for him. Um, and then, like, as, yeah, as I got older, when the NWO formed, when it, the outsiders would come out, when that, whatever the outsiders were on camera. I was like, yeah, this is sick. This yeah. is this is what's up. I, I enjoy this. But then it got way too convoluted because everybody wanted to get in on how cool these two guys were. You know what I mean? But they don't understand. It worked because they were so cool. You can't you can't make yourself cool, Eric Bischoff. You're not a cool guy. Like, no. You're a very successful guy. Yes. But you're not a cool guy. And yes. you tried to put yourself over so fucking hard. So hard. And it like and it, it was that kind of stuff that kind of ruined it because it took away from the original feel of these are the three coolest guys in the fucking business. But now it's like, oh, look at this fucking T like fucking TV exec runt fucking leeching on like and all of these other characters. It's like, why is Virgil here? What the <laughs> fuck is happening? And, and it got just too much, man. Now, um, one of the things, and then after Scott Hall's career, uh, shoot interviews 
our Scott Hall is a sh- any shoot interview with Scott Hall or any long, you know, like Scott Hall on Stone Cold's podcast or yeah, any conversation with Scott Hall is worth listening to. Um, yeah. you know, I loved it. Like, e- like, even though I don't like it when people shit on Brett, he'd be like, Yo, we go to Brett's place and uh, you look in Brett's master bedroom. And above the bed, he's got himself in his Sgt. Pepper's uh, jacket. You know, there's the big picture of himself. Not his family. Not his wife. Himself. Just him. And we're like, that's the type of ego that we're dealing with here. He's (laughs) like, he goes, I've been everybody else's place. Nobody has a giant portrait of themselves in their bedroom. You know? And I was like... And I was like, oh, come on, you know, but like, but, um, I, uh, I would laugh at, um, other things that he would say too in interviews and stuff like that. Like, you know, like, uh, well, you know, six didn't, you know, well, there was the time where six, uh, went to the washroom and Sable's lunch, you know, or something, (laughs) something like that, you know, (laughs) It's uh, just ridiculous, but um, the way that that was phrased is is near perfect. Yeah, you know, yeah. At one time, uh, six went uh, to the bathroom <laughs> in Sable's lunch, That's and then, and the thing is, it's like the thing is to this day, Brock Lesnar and and X Pac still have heat. Like over it, that, X Pac will be like, "Yeah, I think we're okay," but like he wasn't even around when I shit in her lunch. Yeah, you know, like, fuck, it, yeah, but still, it's like, yeah. it's my wife now, and yeah. you don't fuck with, you don't fuck with Brock, and you don't fuck with. Oh, I'm not shitting in her lunch now, big guy. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> fuck, go butcher something, bro. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Bro- Cowboy Brock's next gimmick is uh, he comes out with the butcher. Honestly, so, dude, like he's a what's it called, man? Like he's a legit uh, bearded butcher now. They've they've jumped him in. Yeah, you know, like these guys love him. You yeah, know? that should be his gimmick. He should come out with two big knives and half a dead pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did this! Oh, I did this! He can yell that. Oh my god, take the pig blood across the forehead. Oh my god, like he—that's what he's about now. First blood. He's going okay. Rambo. I love he, it. He, he, Roman Reigns beat him up. He's the sheriff. He's the crooked sheriff. Well, Roman Reigns beat him up at Madison Square Garden, and he made Brock bleed, and there is a no-blood policy in the WWE. And you know what else? Nobody makes Brock bleed his own blood. No. So Brock no doesn't even want the title. He took the title, fucking threw it, no. didn't even care where it landed, and no. he's like, I want. I don't want your title. I want your blood. Imagine if you caught that title belt. I'm out the fucking door. <laughs> back. I don't care about the rest of the show. Well, it's like, you know, Guns N' Roses, uh, every Guns N' Roses concert at the very end, Axl Rose walks to the edge of the stage and he tosses his mic out about six feet into the audience in the middle. Always tosses it to the same spot. Yeah. His microphone. He undoes it. Or, or, well, he doesn't undo it. It's not done in anything. It's not a wire. But he just tosses it. And, you know, like, um, Matt Billen, he had one of those mics. He got one. Uh, cool. That's he, cool. you know, and uh, I remember, like, him telling me the story where he put the mic in his pants mm-hmm. and he fucking had to get the fuck out of the concert. And there were, like, people following him trying to get the microphone away from him. But the mic was still turned on when he got in the elevator. I would have been like, Get on the mic. You know where you are. Yeah. You know. Or <laughs> Welcome take, to the shooter, baby. Or, or, <laughs> or go to see Guns N' Roses the next time you go see the Guns N' Roses. You already have the mic set up to the frequency. You just bring it and turn it on. Fucking dueling microphones. Welcome to the jungle. I like Axl Rose. <laughs> That'd be amazing. He, he's like, welcome to the jungle. My name is Matt Billion. What, where are we? He's looking up and around to see where it came from. Goes, I got an album that you can buy on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Chicken wings and guns and roses. Yeah. So, so fucking funny. Um, the, uh, 
There's one. There's another thing that I wanted to talk about about Scott Hall, and I'm trying to remember what it was, and uh, it's uh, it's escaping me now. Well, obviously, um, you know, the Hall of Fame speech was great. That was great. You know, a limerick just, at the end there. Yeah, the whole, uh, you know, um, hard work pays off. Um, fuck, what is it? Hard work pays off, and uh, dreams can't, can't come, come true. true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Fucking, Big. I get chills when I when I when I think of that. Like, it was a good one. It's beautiful. Good old and, Scott Hall. And and um, moving on from uh, Halsey, Scott Rip, Hall, buddy. But, um, did you notice uh, Britt Baker's tights paying the tribute to Scott Hall last night? Yeah, she's been wearing like Scott Hall inspired gear for the last like eight months. You know, like she's been wearing the jacket with the blood on it. You know, she's been wearing Outsiders inspired gear for a minute. But I like the black and white this time. Yeah, it's very nice and well done. Uh, yeah. Ponderosa or Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, my lady. Thunder Rosa winning the woman's title last night, and and I just want to applaud AEW for uh, doing the proper way to do a feud. You yeah. have different types of matches that eventually build up to the cage match at the end. Yeah, 100%. and and uh, we've been watching for about a year and a half now maybe two years yeah. thunder rosa has been chasing Britt baker for the title oh since she's been in AEW almost and we've had some bloody bloody matches between the two yeah it's and, honestly they're so good at long-term storytelling in AEW. it makes it really almost it matter more yeah you know, it makes it matter more so when you saw the cage last night you're like okay maybe if they're gonna do it right this is gonna be the end and then, yeah. but then the chase, right? Breaker, eh, how she'll fast? be back on it. She'll be yeah. back on it, trying to get that belt back as soon as she can. Yeah. Um, She's your, I think. I think Britt Baker in the women's division is their biggest asset. Yes, I think she's their strongest tool there. Mm. But yeah, honestly, I, I can't wait. Her I, and Jade, least, her and Jade Cargo. Yeah, I you love know? Jade Cargo so much. You know how I feel about Jade. You know how I feel about Jade. That's right. Well, I love Jade. Oh, you me know. Too. What up, Jade? Uh, what up, Jade? <laughs> Cargill. Yep. Um, Any Jade, really. What up? Yeah. You got a cool name, Jade. Yeah. Um. So that was great. And yeah. last night was great. The uh, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, the 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 pie man uh, in the purple jazz. last night. Yeah. He's uh, he's jacked and he's jazz and. Yeah, jazz. Uh, they came out looking like the uh, fucking high school bullies in an 80s teen fucking sex comedy. All white. All yeah. white 2.0. Come all on. Like, it was it was great. Honestly, I fucking, I loved it. I loved every part of it. I loved it where what he a was great like, show he's like, these are why these people appreciate me. He's like, Daniel Garcia, this time, he was in this year, at this yeah, point. He, the car accident. he was in the car accident. And he was in the car accident. With yeah. uh, with um, uh, Kevin Blackwood and uh, Puff, and I do believe Pepper Parks, who's the Blade, was in the car as well. Yeah, uh, they're four Buffalo guys, and they were coming back from Montreal. Uh, yeah. They finished up their show at Montreal that night, and uh, they they rolled the car, and they were all in the hospital. Um, some of them getting hurt real bad like fucking kevin blackwood got hurt the most but he's back wrestling yeah. now but jericho donated thousands and thousands of dollars to their get well uh fund uh yeah. i donated two hundred dollars does uh, am i appreciated but i appreciate it well thank you the casey the cass, cass. <laughs> yeah, what's up, cass? mama cass here Hello. in his momo um so <laughs> Eating a sandwich and gonna die. Um, gonna die. <laughs> the uh, yeah, you're gonna choke on a knuckle sandwich, Mama Cass. Uh, <laughs> see, so so the Derek Appreciation Society is something, but I like what they're teasing with the FTR letting go of Tully Blanchard, Get and they're teasing us that Brett the Hitman Hart. 
might be coming in and might be their new so. uh, guidance. I think so, and they should, and he should be. And, and not and only again, that, do you think if that happens, do you think CM Punk joins them? Ooh. And that's the faction. FTR, CM Punk with Bret Hart as the head. Who knows? I'm excited. I'm always excited because you don't really know what's coming. You know, this is what's so great. Well, uh, they telegraph stuff, but I didn't see FTR getting rid of Tully. I know I didn't see it either. I I think that they were they were ride or die, and they just cut Tully loose. So it better be for something like a Bret Hart. Yeah, and not only that, um, I I do like uh, what else? Oh, last night in the first match with uh, Daniel Bryanson and Brian Danielson and uh, and Moxley. Johnny, Johnny, I love Moxley. Moxley. Moxley's like, what's the date today? March sixteenth. 316? Yeah. Give me a shirt with a skull on it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got to pay tribute to 316. To 316. But that was a good time. And honestly, they've been doing this uh, build. This Again, this is some uh, longer-term storytelling. Uh, Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, has been talking about Wheeler Yuta yeah. for a while now. And then they have this match. They beat the fucking piss out of Wheeler Yuta. And then after the match is finished, the best friends and Wheeler are leaving. Wheeler looks back. He's just like, maybe I don't. Maybe I go back and I talk to Johnny Boy Moxley. Uh, I talk to uh, Brian Danielson. And I talk to my sweet papa, Stephen Regal. So he walks back to the ring. Yeah. And then Stephen Regal uncorked a slap on him. Woo-hoo! That Wonderful. was something. That was, uh, it was great. And he was like, not yet. You're not He's ready coming. yet. Wheeler Yuta will join the team. Like, this is what I like. And what's great is it, you line them up like, uh, okay, Chris Jericho is now called. They're all calling themselves sport, sports entertainers. That's again. great. They're Except that that's entertainment it. is a little much. But the no, I love it. I love it. But now if you look at what Regal's doing with Brian Danielson and John Moxley, they're building the perfect wrestlers. So if Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society – beats up wrestlers i think we get a feud here between these two camps and i think it's going to be fucking insanity i uh i like the i like the way you're thinking and i like the way that goes um i'd like to see that i like to see i'd like to see plenty of things uh you know like the um oh cheapers like where do you want to even start um god damn just uh oh i see brian cage join them well, who, so that's the thing. It was like, well, no, they're not going to have Brian Cage join them because the, the idea is it's going to be the young guys that need to be mentored. Brian he Cage is not to be mentored. Yes, he's he the beast. He's Brian Cage. He's uh, he needs to bring him in. He needs in. He doesn't. Even, he's not even in right now. He's holding titles elsewhere. So yeah, but he's also they just picked up his contract extension, didn't they? So he's in for another couple of years at least. Yeah, Joy Janela is leaving. Uh, good. Um, yeah, Joey Janela. He's better on the Indies. I, yeah, I like Joey Janela, so I'll, I'll be sad to see him go. But honestly, he's been like a treat to watch in AEW. But yeah, you're right. He is better on the Indies. What he's pretty much referred to as like a king of the Indies. Yeah, and why not? Ryan, why not? Right? He's he's yeah. way better. He's way better in it. Um, so uh, also okay. So I love it is how how. Uh, Jericho mentioned Kevin Owens last night in his fucking thing. Yeah, my friend Kevin. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty good. I like that bit. That was that was a really. He should have uh, said think. my former. He was my friend. Well, one time best friend, yeah. Kevin. It would have been great if he said that. Yeah, uh, but great. my friend Kevin, because I remember when I heard uh, 2.0 on Jericho. That's when I got into them, and I yeah. just I just love these guys and. Uh, they were talking about how they crossed the border illegally to fly out of wherever they'd go to Albany and fly out of Albany to go wherever in the States. So okay. they'd drive down from Montreal, and whenever they crossed the border, they'd say they were wrestlers, and then they'd always say, my mom's really proud. And then the guys would just look at them and like, go ahead. You know, like, fucking, you know, and then they would go ahead, you know. 
So they would just say they're wrestling, but they're they're just wrestling. They're not making any money, you know. But then they are making money. So and then they just fly to wherever. So um, I thought that was interesting. But uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool that uh, Kevin Owens did hook them up. And uh, speaking of hookups, Kevin Owens, he's landed himself into uh, a little bit of steeping. Uh, Well, he's got a can coming his way. A can of whoop ass is it? It seems to be barreling towards OKO. Okay, oh. The only guy got one can of whoop ass left, and uh, it's going for you, Kevin Owens. Uh, uh, I love that Austin loves Kevin Owens yeah. uh, a lot, and uh, I think this is going to be great. I don't know if you yeah, saw Raw the other night, whereas Seth Rollins comes out and he's like, "No, no, no! I should have a talk show." Yeah, so I got I so mad. Actually... I got so mad because I thought Kevin Owens was going to lose. And I'm like, don't you fucking do Kevin Owens like that. Don't you do Kevin Owens like that. And yeah, they, because they already announced it. And then they fucking, they, they would have had to renege on it. And like, yeah. that's such a WWE thing to do. Put I know, Rollins. that's why I was worried about it, bro. <laughs> but even Seth Rollins is so fucking weaselly, you know. Like, hey, well, why don't, why don't I have someone on? It's like, yeah. that's you know, it's like I remember... Like someone else, like it's like when you come up with a bit and then someone goes and does your bit. You're like, no, I that's my fucking bit. I told you that yeah. in the car. Yeah, you know, it's my bit. Yeah, it's my bit, bro. Oh man, <laughs> like it was so funny, and yeah. uh, so we got so much going on with WrestleMania. The the card is starting to ship up and shape up, and we got yeah. you know because we got Ronda Rousey against Charlotte, we got Kevin Owens against Stone Cold. You got uh, Logan Paul and whoever Logan Paul is going to wrestle yeah. or beat up. This uh, with the Miz versus the Mysterios or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, all sorts of stuff going on. Um, yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I just can't wait for me. Yeah, we're counting the weeks down, man. We're counting the weeks down. You're out of here in a couple weeks. weeks. Down. Well, I got, look at well, I'm 10 days from – okay, uh, so next week – we have to record uh, on Wednesday, I do believe. Uh, if cool. is that okay for you? I think so. And we're gonna have a guest. We got the God uh, Donnie from the Godfather uh, Godfather's nice. podcast coming in, Sick. and Sick. he's uh, he's involved with uh, OTT wrestling. So oh. we're gonna find out whose basement they're in, and what church, and on what street. And are they a rival to Greek Town, or what's going on? We're gonna find yeah, out next week. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're gonna uh, ask the hard hitting questions. We're gonna ask the hard hitting questions. Yeah. You know, like what what is going on? Why are you in the, the 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 you know? And do you have to answer the guy upstairs? Yeah, and do you have roasted peanuts in concessions? <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> I like beer nuts. Do you have any Ooh, beer nuts? Yeah, or do you have corn nuts? They're not as popular, but delightful. I, I do like corn nuts too. Yes. Yeah. Um, man, there's that. Uh, it's crazy. So we also have uh, like, like we're yeah WrestleMania. It's just it's days away. Like so, yeah, a week from this week, I am in at the concert. I'm at Wolfgang Van Halen this like next week. Yeah, and then Friday I go to Sudbury. I teach a seminar for seven kids, seven or eight uh, comedians in, in Sudbury. I do a show that night, yes. and then uh, and then I come back, and I go to Ottawa. I go down to Ottawa, yes. and uh, I'm staying at my brother's place that night just to chill because I hadn't been home yet. Nice. And uh, but then I drive back to Toronto, and uh, then it's literally like days the next thursday i am bon voyage bon voyage all the way to dallas Casey, and then to dallas. and Texas. then yeah and then i am there till uh, monday i fly back monday and Oof. uh i fly back to montreal i have a little layover there and nice. then uh into the island here in toronto Beauty. so that is the quite a trip the WrestleMania travel plans, and uh, it's amazing. We're taking in WrestleCon. We're take it's it's been announced that at the at the We Watch Wrestling podcast show, um, I should actually look up where that is and let people know because I will be a part of it. 
So hold on a second. Hey. You tell us something, Reese, while I look this up. Okay, well, uh, we got the kind of end of the month coming up. We got some shows. We got a secret show Ooh. out in the Niagara region for cannabis enthusiasts. WrestleMania weekend. Ooh. I think uh, I think on the Sunday. Uh, I'm also going to be part of the Georgia Bay Comedy Festival. First and second. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Uh, so I'll be part of one or one or two shows out there. So. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for tickets, folks. Keep <laughs> them eyes peeled for keep them eyes peeled and uh, tune in. Tune in to win. Yeah. So yeah. So that's pretty good. I got those things, and then you know, always every Wednesday we got the late night sesh. Oh yeah, here we over go on YouTube. So all right. So go ahead, Casey. We got so on April April Fool. This is no April Fool's joke. On April first, the Friday. The We Watch Wrestling Podcast, which I am also a part of, will be live in Dallas at three links, 2704 Elm Street. And there will be no nightmare on this Elm Street. It'll be fucking sweet dreams in Dallas, sweet Texas. Uh, tickets are three link, three links, dpelum.com. Yes, that's it. And uh, go there. And uh, what's happening there is before the show, before the We Watch Wrestling Live broadcast tapes, yeah. I will be opening up the show and I will be doing a live version of my Undertaker story because the yes. Undertaker story is for the Undertaker who is going into the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania. That's right. Not only that, the Undertaker story involves my relationship with my former boss of a Tex-Mex restaurant that I worked for, I worked I worked in a I worked in a Texas-themed restaurant for twenty years, and this oh, is my wow. first time to Texas, so it seems <laughs> it seems appropriate that I'm going to tell the story about my boss who was Texan, who told me he grew up with the Undertaker, and then when I meet and then he told me. If you ever meet the Undertaker, tell him I said hello. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> gonna happen, and it did happen, and I did tell him, and that's amazing. And he reacted, and we had conversations, and it was crazy. So I will be telling that story in full, and if it goes right, we're gonna record it and we're gonna release it as an EP. Amazing. So that's exciting, man. It's exciting. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. So we watch wrestling live in Dallas. Come out, check out that show, have some fun with us. There's nine wrestling shows to go to that night and a yeah. DZ comedy tour show. Do whatever you want. Go wherever you want. It's festival, WrestleMania baby. weekend. It's a festival. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, it's just a celebration of wrestling in one of the biggest states in the world and uh yeah i'm excited i am yeah you should be it's gonna be a good time so you have the uh the big show coming up in niagara falls you said there yes Yes. very much so awesome sounds like it's gonna be a good time good time um yeah well what do i have coming up i have sudbury like i told you i have sudbury the northbury hotel next week uh, next week we got uh, Godfather Donnie coming into the show, uh, so that should be Donnie. something. And uh, yeah, we can, you know, wind this up early and get the fuck out. It's beautiful outside today. I don't. It's know beautiful outside. I, I want to go sit outside and, and stare at the sun. Is the sun still out? If the sun is still out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was uh, out in the sun earlier today. I I didn't put any baby oil on, but. Uh, Sure, oh, yeah. gotta get tanned. Gotta oh. work on that base. And you know what else is back? Young Rock. <laughs> Young Rock is back. The oh, second season. Um, the CFL one is very funny uh, because there's a bunch of CFL jokes in there, and yeah. I found them all funny. Uh, you know, about the Rock not being able to adjust to the CFL's rules. <laughs> and uh, they're like, you're offside. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm not even onside. You know, like, he just does. He's like, Stop! There's twelve guys on the field. There's supposed to be twelve guys on the field. You idiot! It's a CFL. <laughs> you know, there's exchange. So, uh, 
absolutely great. Uh, give it a look. Give it a look. Great performances by the guys that play the wrestlers. Like they got a guy playing uh, uh, Tony Atlas, and he oh, does yeah. Tony Atlas's laugh. Fuck! Yeah. When he did the laugh, it popped me last night. I laughed out loud. I could not Amazing. stop laughing. Uh, the guy that plays Macho Man and Elizabeth, she's great. Uh, the guy that plays the Sheik is great. The guy that plays Andre the Giant is great. Yeah. It's just uh, the three rocks that are in it are all great. Uh, well, give the, it a look, everybody. Tune in. Watch the Young Rock. Yeah, the Rock doesn't need your money. Don't worry. But, tune in. Yeah, tune in. Yeah, we, we we'll plug it for you, Dwayne. That's what we do. <laughs> I try. Um, hey, where can we find you online and uh, tell us uh, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I got those shows I was telling you about there before. Uh, you got the late night session on Wednesday. Then we got the uh, Georgia Bay Comedy Festival and uh, also the the Weed Show out in Niagara Way. So follow along R E underscore Reese T on Instagram. That's the best way to see my shit. Look at Reese bragging all about his Instagram and my Instagrams have been hacked. Um, yeah, but we're trying to get it back. My Casey Corbin, Community Casey Corbin account has been compromised. Hey, if I send you a message, don't click on any link and don't buy Bitcoin because I'm not selling it. Uh, Talking Wrestling Podcast, it's still out there, but I'm trying to get that back as well. Uh, hopefully, uh, all that will happen very, very soon. But in the meantime... You can catch us on Talking Wrestling on Facebook, and we will have the episode posted on Facebook as well. Of course, you if you're already if, uh, subscribed to the episode, you just know it goes in your folder anyways. So uh, enjoy the show, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears for Reese Turner, for myself, and uh, for a big rest in peace, Scott Hall. Um, all the best. And uh, stay safe and stay hungry. And uh, we yeah. love you. Love you. You guys have a great day and uh, enjoy the weather. Peace. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.